Hello and welcome to another Monday recap and preview episode of the Rainmakers Fantasy Golf Show presented by DraftKings Rainmakers. As always, I've got TJ with me and man, another tournament down and another battle between the top players in the field. We're going to go through it today, but a couple keynotes here before we dig in. One, we are officially live in both Apple and Spotify podcast stores, as well as just about every other place you can get your podcasts. We'll typically push the audio from this show into the podcast feed right after the show for all to enjoy. So if you're listening to this and you're used to getting this in audio format, you'll be, you'll be able to see that in just about every place podcasts are available. And then number two, every week on Wednesdays, I'm going to be live focused on a lineup builder and listener question show. That's where we spend a bit more time showcasing our site, showcasing the tools that we have available, going through contests and lineups and any listener questions, you know, golfer decisions, uh, you know, contests to play in this week. We had our gated contest that I thought was pretty unique and interesting. So spend a bit more time interacting with the chat and ultimately going through the listener questions. I will say the questions have really helped me a ton to think about my process, how to continue to get better and always give me sort of a, an angle to do research. So really appreciate all the listeners out there. Anybody who's asking questions and helping me think through the process that I go through every week. And uh, yeah, so just wanted to say thanks for that and looking forward to seeing you all on Wednesday. All right, without further ado, TJ, how was the weekend? Let's jump into the recap section of the Mexico Open of the show. Pretty much played out exactly as we expected it to with Finau and Rom head and shoulders above the field in terms of their odds going into the week. And that was pretty much the case from, from start to finish. Finau essentially going wire to wire, I guess not not technically full on wire to wire, but pretty much. And Rom had a little bit of a slow Thursday, but that, that slowness evaporated quickly. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, not, not super surprising to see, as we talked about last week, they were certainly the class of the field, two of the best golfers in the world competing in a field filled with mediocre at, at best guys, but excited to have another designated event coming up this week really stacked field in terms of the talent that's going to be out there. We've got some more packs dropping this week, although there's a pretty small amount of them available. It does look like they are, are going to be, you know, worth worthwhile to grab it if you have the opportunity to, but just not a ton of supply out there. We'd also had nine new events that DraftKings announced that will be coming up at the end of the season. So lots of stuff to cover when it comes to golf rainmakers. And we're just the what? two and a half weeks away from the next major in the PGA championship. So things definitely going to be ramping up here in May and excited to talk everything through with you today. Yeah, such a good summary. So many things to get through on this show. All right, let's focus on Mexico to kick it off. Tony Finau, as you said, plays absolutely superb golf all tournament long, notches his fourth PGA tour victory in less than a year. He went 65, 64, 65, 66 to get to minus 24 for the tournament. Win over John Rahm by three strokes. Really had a had it pretty much in cruise control on the back nine. Uh, shout out to Brandon Wu and our very own Justin Herzig, who not only knows everything you need to know about football, but had a little tout for us on the Wednesday show last week. Talked to, about Brandon Wu and liked him. Brandon Wu was really kind of the biggest challenger here. He unfortunately bogeys number eight. 
double bogeys number 10, found the water with his tee shot on number 10. And that was sort of the end of Brandon Wu and his charge to try to chase down Tony Finau. But man, Finau really likes Mexico. Last year finished T2 here and then followed it up with three wins, the Mex- uh, sorry, the 3M Open, the Rocket Mortgage, and the Houston Open. And now he has all of those tournaments where he won last year in front of him, gets his fourth win in a year, his sixth win on, P- on the PGA Tour. So many people had the question of, can Tony Finau win on the PGA Tour? And all he's done is win since that question came about. Now, of course, the conversation sort of pivots to, can Tony Finau win in the best fields of golf. Can he win a quote unquote elevated event or a major championship? And boy, he's going to get his chances to, because all the golf is ahead of us. Uh, we've got an elevated event this week. We've got the the PGA, another major in two and a half weeks. We're right in the heart of the golf season and an awesome win for Tony to get under his belt. One thing I do know it's winning. Winning is hard on the PGA tour and Tony's basically all but proven at this point that he has the game to win. So it's going to be exciting to see Tony and how Tony pans out going forward in the biggest events. Uh, and then my, my only other note is, you know, surprise, surprise, as you said, the top two guys in the odds board, John Rom, Tony Finau finished one, two, John Rahm, maybe the most quiet T2 finish ever. Uh, I mean, there honestly isn't a ton to be said about Rahm. He's just the best player in the world. He is going to go low in some rounds at just about every tournament. The cut is almost never even in question at this point. And with three majors in front of us, if you told me John Rahm notches another major championship this year, I think most people would just shake their head and say, yeah, of course he does. His game is so, so good right now. So uh, if you're holding a John Rom card, shout out to you and uh, just be ready to have really, really good performances the rest of the, the rest of the calendar year on John. No doubt. My guy, John Rom picked him as my winner last week, which was not super off the board, but almost came to fruition. I had Finau as my captain in my main rare lineup. Unfortunately, had two of my golfers totally eject on Thursday. And uh, Alex Smalley was someone I had touted during last week's show. Went out, even bought a card, a rare card of him to play in my lineup. And uh, he did not did not do too great for me, but managed to squeak in a little bit of a min cash there, which was nice. And yeah, uh, certainly you're going to ha- have some chances to win if you've got a ROM card in the bag don't have rom in this upcoming field we do have Finau playing this weekend back-to-back weeks and yeah just to kind of pile on to what you said about the the Finau not being able to win thing people just pe- people just love to say that right and then now that he won it's like oh well can he well can he win you know this major and then you know he, he could go out and win the pga championship and they'll be like yeah but can he win the master like people are just never going to be satisfied tony Finau fantastic golfer great guy and uh i I like him again this weekend i know we're gonna talk more about the course later but definitely somewhere where you're gonna want some of these guys that can hit the ball a long way at quail hollow and uh finale most certainly fits into that category and yeah fun fun weekend of golf but i i I am excited to get back into more these these does i feel like i you know getting i love the designated events and this new thing but it almost spoils you for the non-designated weekends because it's just not not quite the same when uh, you're used to every weekend seeing five six big names on top of the leaderboard although you know i, I guess the finish did did feel similarly in that we had finau and rom 
battling it out in the final group. But uh, yeah, fun, fun weekend. Good, good tournament. And I just wish that wish I had paired some better golfers with my my female and Rom. But uh, is what it is. On to the next one. Yeah, I I've had some tilting tilting finishes this week. Had an elite team, the 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 team that I put in the elite guaranteed contest. I had Alex Norin just go out on Friday and put an absolute dud up there. Had the best odds, and one decision that I was making is swapping. I bought a Gary Woodland, swapped Gary into the main team that I had, and swapped out Dylan Wu. And uh, I wish I would have swapped out Alex Noren instead of Dylan Wu. Of course, hindsight is always 2020. It is difficult to get five of five golfers through the cut. I don't think it would have been a drastic difference in payout, but I would have had a much more uh, fun sweat on the weekend. On the weekend, but in hindsight, was able to at least notch uh, a min cash. So continuing to chip away and you know put money in the bank account to then say, how do I put it back into Rainmakers? What's the best card to go out there and buy? Seems like I like to do that, and I know there's plenty of you guys out there that have pinged me, DM'd me saying, Hey, I, I need, I need to stop putting more and more money into these golfers and then find yourself on Wednesday afternoon, maybe going a bit too hard on the market. Um, yeah, I will say in terms of this week, I, I really had a lot of guys targeted that, that did well. You know, I wrote up Patrick Rogers finished minus 13, Emiliano Grillo, who was the captain of my elite team finished minus 16 and Mark Hubbard, uh, made the cut, finished minus 11. Also like Dylan Wu in that article, he finished minus 12. So uh, gave a lot of guys that made it into the weekend and should have been solid to round out your lineup. But again, you're going to need not just five of five through the cut to get to the top of these guaranteed contests. And honestly, to get to the top of pretty much any of the contests that are out there running right now. Um, and yeah, you, you're going to need guys in the top 10. You're going to need the winner. Uh, and, and if you want to take down some of the biggest prizes, that's just the way this game goes. So trying to put yourself in position to put a lineup together that can do that is most important. Uh, we'll cover contests really quickly before we jump into the new packs. And then the Wells Fargo at Quill Hollow, a uh, couple Things stood out to me in terms of contest. One, thought the gated contests were really cool. Uh, offer an awesome experience to someone who's into golf. Go down there and uh, enjoy the Charles Schwab. I'm sure it will be kind of a VIP event. It looked like for those contests, it was the rare portfolio gated, the winning uh, the winning score was 643. The elite portfolio gated the winning score was 628.25. So clearly a little bit of an edge to be had in that uh, in that elite contest versus the rare. And then you know, I've mostly focused on guarantees this past week. And frankly, I see myself continuing to focus there. Uh, it's just what I'm playing for. I, I like the upside of those prizes. I am trying to get some cash value back for the cards that I've put in. So I've really focused on the guaranteed contests this week, it was cash line of 427.5 in the elite. It was 407 guaranteed cash line in the rare and then 470 in the core. So you can see it still takes pretty much all of the best golfers to win it in core and in elite and rare, depending on the week, you may be getting a smidge of a discount, but you're still going to need five of five golfers and you're going to need to pick the right captain. Most likely if you want to take down uh, the top prize, but then you'll have opportunities to land in the cash. So we'll see what happens. Going to be fun to follow in a field like 
this week, the Wells Fargo is just loaded field, ton of Rainmaker players in this field. So I anticipate there will be a ton of contest entries, definitely more than we, than we saw for the Mexico Open. We'll keep our eye on that. And as always on Wednesday, we'll review the contest details. All right. Anything else to be said? Anything, any other notes that you had in terms of the Mexico Open, TJ, before we jump into the Wells Fargo? I agree that definitely finding the guaranteed contest to be the best bang for your buck with, with my kind of top lineups. I've been throwing my best one or two lineups into that one and then typically just then take whatever I have left and throw them into the, the prize packs party contest just to see see what we can do there see if we can get lucky with the pack pull and, and add to the collection but yeah it, it's like you know e even though the single entry contests have fewer entries in them it still ends up being like a lot lower percentage that end up cashing it requires a lot higher of a score to hit them in cash and oftentimes it's requiring the same amount of score to win the tournament. So that's kind of one of the biggest differences I think that we are seeing in Rainmakers relative to traditional DFS in traditional DFS, where the same percentage of the field is always being paid out. It's, it's, you know, pretty much a guaranteed that smaller field single entry type stuff will have a lower cash line threshold and a lower points to win threshold, but that's not necessarily the case in Rainmakers, just again, because it, it all depends on how people are allocating their cards. And it does seem like for the single entry, people might be taking one of their best lineups and just throwing it in there. So you, you end up seeing a lot of really strong lineups in that field that, that ends up being a bit smaller. And then just the yeah, the percent caching is, is just not super great there. So I, I keep hammering away at the guarantees. The pack parties continue to be good value for using your excess cards. Um, so yeah, like if you have a lineup that you don't think has the upside to win or cash in the guaranteed, I would definitely just throw it, throw it in the pack parties. As we've seen, you, you don't necessarily get a ton when you open those, but you never know. All it takes is one, one good pull. And then that can kind of change the game for you in your individual collection. Yeah, there are definitely still some ROMs out there, some Scotties, some Rory's, some Victor Hovland's, uh, some Justin Thomas. There's a lot of golfers out there in the prize party that if you are, or pack party, if you are fortunate enough to, to get a solid pool, and there's nothing like the sweat of opening a pack, a little bit of the unknown there. So I think that's uh, that's an interesting angle, but I agree. Those are the contests that I've been focused on. Haven't seen a reason to change, uh, change that thus far. I'm excited for the premise that DraftKings sort of set this week with these portfolio gated contests it seemed like i'm guessing here but it seemed like they are alluding to the fact that this is not the only portfolio gated contest that will come we saw some solid ev on the those two contests this week i expect there to be more of those in the future and i will definitely be keeping a keen eye on that contest this week. I just didn't have any of those golfers in my portfolio to enter. Uh, otherwise I, I definitely would have, in my opinion, it was worth chasing that contest a bit better sweat, a bit more potential um, to, to notch something that was not just cash, but an experience that, you know, personally as a golf fan, I would have loved to cash in on. So keep an eye on that. And we'll certainly be monitoring that as we move forward. 
All right, without further ado, let's get into the Wells Fargo. And the first thing I want to jump into is the fact that we have more approach packs available this week. Packs will be available starting tomorrow at noon east if you hold a greens pass. And I think the, you know, I'm using air quotes here, quote unquote, unfortunate thing is I believe a lot of these packs, if not all of these packs will be gone before they get to public DraftKings is just holding back so many of these packs. And there are so few packs available at each level that I imagine there will be enough. There will be enough demand for those that are holding a greens pass that these won't get to public. That's just my guess. We'll, uh, we'll certainly wait and see. You can check out our site, otmnft.com slash rainmakers pro slash packs to see all of these packs displayed the contents of the golfers and the allocation of each golfer that are in these packs. You can also see the expected value calculation that we're doing. Uh, shout out Neil also shows expected value using low ass either of the set or across the entire tier. So I know that was a feature somebody, uh, a lot of people had been asking for. So we were able to get that implemented. But the short and skinny for packs this week is. There are 150 rare packs available to be bought, $24.99. There are 74 elite packs to be bought, $249.99. And there are 50 legendary packs to be bought, $1,499, $1,499 for the legendary packs. So if you're fortunate enough to hold a greens pass and want to add to your portfolio, it looks like these packs are going to be quite solid. Rory is the golfer right now who's holding up a ton of the value at the top because he hasn't played that many events. And so he has more of his supply coming out here. Him, Victor Hovland, JT, I believe are three of the golfers at the top that hold up a lot of the value, but take a look uh, at our site. You can see all those, that details. You can also use the pack simulator to open you know, quote unquote, open a pack and get a sense for the outcomes you might be looking at. So that gives you a real good feel for the results of what could be in the pack. So head on over to our site, otmnft.com and check that out if you're in the market for buying packs this week. Anything else you want to hit on uh, on packs, TJ, before we jump into the field, the tournament, the history, your picks as we try to stay hot here or anything else? think that covers it all uh, i agree i don't think that these will get to the public sale but if you do have a greens pass make sure that you line up tomorrow and and try to snag one like you said lots of rory stuffed in there which is a big pull and i think that yeah you, you want to try to get those while they're available but i doubt they're going to to make it to public just because there's so few that are actually going to be for sale Totally agree. All right, let's get into it. The Wells Fargo Championship. It's at Quill Hollow Golf Course. It's an elevated event. It's a designated event. I keep getting confused. I don't know what the hell they're calling it these days, but it's $20 million in prize pool. The best of the best is literally in the field, absent John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, which to me is sort of unique. The two best players are not here, but six out of the top 10 players in the OWGR ranking are here. 16 out of the top 20, eight of the top 10 in the FedEx Cup rankings. Like I said, only missing the top two, Rom and Scotty, and then 16 out of the top 20 in the FedEx. The field is, is strong. The lights are bright. We're two weeks away from the PGA Championship. And boy, this is a big boy golf course, 7,500 yards. Looks like you're going to need off the tee play and driver to, uh, to really play well here. Interested in any of your initial takes and thoughts when it comes to Quail Hollow? 
Yeah, it's a it's a big boy golf course for sure. Rory, of course, is the Quail Hollow Killer, which is is not surprising why we see him at the top of the betting board. At what? what did, let's see, what did he open up at? He's at plus seven fifty now. So looking at the DraftKings odds, we've got Rory at plus seventy fifty, Patrick Cantlay plus twelve hundred, Tony Finau plus fourteen hundred. Xander Schauffele, 1,600, Jordan Spieth, 1,800, Victor Hovland, and Matthew Fitzpatrick, and Colin Morikawa, all at plus 2,000. And then, you know, typical cast of crews, you've got Max Homa, Justin Thomas, Cameron Young, Sung J.M., et cetera, et cetera. So definitely want guys that have the distance off the tee. I think that there are some tournaments where distance can get kind of you know, negated in a way, or or at least be, you know, it's always nice to have the distance, but I do think Quail Hollow is one of those where you need to have that 300 plus consistency off the tee if you're going to compete at a golf course that is this long. So for that reason, got to like the the guys like the Rory's um, going down a little lower. I like, you know, people like Cam Young, Victor Hovland, Max Homa, guys that are, are just able to bomb it off the tee, but also have a little bit of that all around game as well. And uh, yeah, going to see one of these big names win it this week, I think most certainly and expect it to be one of those tournaments where come Sunday, we've got a a stacked name leaderboard and uh, it it makes for an interesting rainmakers week because there's, you know, unlike last week where I thought it was very clear that Rom and Finau stood above the rest. And this week, there are so many options that there's a a variety of ways that you can go. And as you already alluded to, because of the fact that a lot of these golfers have Rainmakers cards, there are going to be more entries in general in all of these contests. That's another thing that is, again, unique for the Rainmakers game relative to DFS. And DFS, the the week-to-week contest sizes are typically about the same. There's obviously some changes from week to week depending on the tournament. But you can see drastic differences in Rainmakers just due to the fields, due to how many of the people in the fields, A, have Rainmakers cards, and B, are, are kind of held in people's accounts. So I know when looking at my account, I've got got some some playable cards this week and looking forward to kind of using the lineup builder and mixing and matching to see what the best combinations I can come up with are. Yeah, well said. It is a stacked field. A couple of things stand out to me. You said it best. You need driver play. So Rory has won Quail three times in his career. I mean, Rory's in a spot where he hasn't played since the Masters. He missed the cut at the Masters, and that stings for him personally and for anybody who's you know a golf a fantasy golf nut who played Rory at the Masters. So you're getting Rory on a course that he loves in a field that is stacked. But man, he's got such good history here. He drives the golf ball so well. I do expect Rory to bounce back and play really well. But I would say he's looking personally for some sort of restart to say, hey, all of the golf is really in front of us the rest of the season. Uh, he was playing super well coming into the Masters, was in the conversation, right in the conversation with John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler for best player in the world. One miscut at the Masters, you know, I think it's easy to overblow that and maybe downplay, you know, Rory, especially when he opts out of the the RBC heritage and things like that. So uh, I expect Rory to bounce back here. And this golf course just fits his game so, so well. So we'll see how that goes. Another golfer where it feels strange kind of saying this, but Max Homa 
feels like he's in like the best get right spot you could possibly be in. And I say that it feels strange to say that because Max Homa already won two times in this PGA tour season. He defended his title at the Fortnet. He won at Torrey Pines, the farmer's insurance open. He has two wins, but Max Homa is now in a tier of golfer where like Tony Finau, he's only going to be judged on the best events and the majors. And Max's major history is pretty poor. He really needs to find a way to get himself involved in some of these fields that are the strongest in golf, maybe to get himself mentally ready to take down a major. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but he's won this event two times in the last three years, won it in 2019, won it last year, 2022. So it clearly fits his, uh, his game and looking forward to seeing how max bounces back from a three to four week stretch right now, where his game has been far, far below anywhere near his a game. So I'm excited to see how max comes out. And it is worth noting that no one has ever defended their title here at uh at quail hollow so it will be interesting to see if max is able to do that a lot of the talk these days uh on the pga tour is defending your title and being able to do so with scotty being able to defend his title a couple times uh you know with rom who was close to defending his title at the mexico open finishing t- this past week finishing second so it'll be it'll be interesting to see and um watch max this week and then the other player uh, on my radar and someone that you've mentioned off the top is Cam Young. Uh, Cam Young has six, uh, sorry, six second place finishes on the PGA tour, still looking for his first win. Couldn't imagine that there's many golf courses that fit his eye better than Quell hollow. He is an absolute nut when it comes to how far he can hit the golf ball. And I think that's going to give him a solid advantage this week. So excited to see how Cam Young fares. He this this event is one of his second place finishes from last season. So looking to get his first PGA Tour victory would definitely not be surprised if it came here at Quail Hollow. Uh, but yeah, I think this board is super fun. The captain decision is going to be super interesting. There will be not a uh, twenty to 25% own captain is my bet in rainmakers uh, in any contest this week, just because uh, there are so many guys at the top that can get it done. And uh, I think this is kind of play your best cards, put together the best lineup that you possibly can put it in the tournament that you feel like you're going after the most and uh, let the chips fall where they may, because this field is strong. You're again, just looking to get all of your golfers through the cut Uh, As TJ has eloquently said before in fantasy golf, your lineup is really only as good as the worst golfer in your lineup, not really as good as the best golfer. So it's going to be one of those weeks where you're sweating the fifth place golfer in your own lineup. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's all, all all great advice. Agreed on the captain stuff. Don't expect ownership to, to congregate too strongly to any player, even Rory, while he is is the favorite and has all the course history talking points. I don't think we're going to see a, a, any massive captain ownership on him. I, I personally have a, a roar, a rare Rory card in the collection. So we'll, we'll probably be jamming that into my, my captain spot. I, I also like Victor Hovland quite a bit this week. He played this tournament two years ago and, and finished T3. So a little bit of course history to point back towards there and in general victor's just just been playing some some great golf he 
was not stellar at the RBC Heritage, but he lost 7.2 strokes putting that weekend. So those are th those are usually the the buy low opportunities that I'm looking for when it comes to some recent form stuff. And then you know if we go go down the board a bit more, one one person I think to keep an eye on is Brian Harmon. He's he's made the cut here five straight years in a row, which is like a little bit surprising at first. Definitely not someone that I think of as as a bomber by any means, but he is one of those all around type of golfers. So Harmon is is typically someone that I like to target in the more difficult golf courses with the stronger fields, as opposed to some of those birdie fests. Likewise, my guy Corey Connors, gotta mention him anytime you're playing a course like this looking for ball strikers, looking for guys that have the distance off the tee, looking for guys that can hit the long irons. Corey Connors definitely there. And then Killa Keith Mitchell, who has been, you know, uh, playing well so far this year and also has two top tens in the last three years here at the Wells Fargo. So I find that to be uh, another nice play in that that more affordable price range. So for, for people that are looking for, you know, those more like group, group two, group three type of golfers. Uh, they definitely stuck out to me in my kind of initial pass of research heading into this weekend. Yeah. I love the Brian Harmon call. I, uh, in, in sort of initial pass of research, I was super pumped, uh, bought Brian Harmon elite two weeks ago to round out some elite lineups. And I hadn't even noticed his course history actually when I was buying for this event, but man, his course history is so strong here. And I think you, you said it really, really well. You don't think of Brian as, you know, someone who can get it around a bomber's course, I've been, you know, he's been pretty sneaky in terms of distance over the course of the past two seasons. So I think his sort of reputation is morphing on tour as to someone that can get it out there with some of the bigger hitters or definitely get it out there with some of the above average hitters. And when he puts it, you know, the way he can, he really can score really well. So love seeing his course history. Another person, again, who I was on last week that I liked this week in sort of my initial pass in that middle range was Emiliano Grillo. Grillo's playing well. He is starting to putt a bit better for this season and has good history at Quail Hollow as well. So he was another person that that I liked. Um, a couple things before we hold TJ's feet to the fire and make him give us his pick for the win. Uh, when I when I looked at Quail Hollow, you know what I noticed was that last week we had a lot of long iron play. This week I think you can go back to kind of the the mid iron play. Even though the course is long, I think you end up hitting a lot more shots from like 150, 175 from an iron perspective. And I, I'm thinking that's how the par fives play out here. Um, so I, I looked at, at that bucket and have been looking at sort of iron play in ranges of guys that hit the short irons really well versus the long irons. This is sort of that event where you know your entire bag is going to be necessary, but definitely a, a bit less of a uh, of a lean towards the longer irons, even though the course is playing pretty long. So that that to me was pretty interesting. Also of note, you know, we're back on POA from a grass perspective. Uh, we've been calling out grass uh, seemingly all year. And this past week we had past Palum. We're back on POA. So you see guys like Keith Mitchell 
uh, who typically putt a bit better on Bermuda, who've been putting really well on POA this year. He started out the California stretch really, really hot. So looking for him to continue to get comfortable with the putter uh, and uh, seeing seeing if he can you know continue his streak of uh, playing really, really good golf as we move into the major season. All right. What else did I want to make sure we covered here? Covered distance, covered the field. I think we covered it, but just a, a heads up again, there are so many Rainmakers players in this field. So one thing that will certainly change this week is the in-the-money percentages for these contests, especially if DraftKings doesn't roll out some sort of portfolio-gated contest and we get our sort of standard suite of guaranteed single-entry bankroll booster um, and, and, and pack prize party. If we get our standard set of contests, there is going to be a lot of lineups in these contests. So I really think that changes the way in which I think about lineup construction. I am more inclined when there is so many golfers in the field, I am more inclined to say, I want to put my best golfers in one lineup. One, for the sweat equity that you're going to gain. You're not trying to sweat three different teams. You're really kind of sweating one team. You're happy with the results for you know the guys in your, in your second or third team. Um, but I would be building quote unquote top heavy lineups this week. I would be putting all of your guys into one, two, three lineups based on how many guys that you have available. Um, and I, I would be, I would be sweating the contest that, that, that way. TJ interested if you have a different take or if you agree with that sentiment when it comes to the contest this week. Yeah, I agree. You definitely want to want to load them up and it's not a bad week to be hitting the marketplace either with the PGA championship coming up with, the U.S. Open in June, you know, I, I, I'm I'm more apt to be kind of buying ahead of these bigger events where where you're going to be scooping up guys that that you're going to get value for in multiple weeks uh, in the coming months here. So not a bad time to be doing some shopping on the marketplace. Was was checking out the OTM website. You, you talk quite a bit about Max Homa. He's coming in as one of the most purchased golfers over the past 24 hours. So people. Definitely loading up on him in, in their collections at a, a couple of the different tiers. And uh, yeah, also wanted to to touch on, we, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, but Rainmakers did announce nine new tournaments that, that are going to be added at the end of the season post the Tour Championship. So this should take us through what, like October, maybe even November with, uh, with Rainmakers PGA Tour. So that's great to see there. They're all standard. 175k prize pools but uh so you've got the the Fortnite championship the Ryder cup sanderson farms shriners children open zozo championship worldwide technology championship i'm not even familiar with that one butterfield bermuda championship the rsm classic and the hero world challenge so all of these take place after the tour championship and uh coop has mentioned it on a couple of the shows but one thing that you know, I think over the next couple of weeks here it is going to be important to pay attention to is those FedEx Cup rankings and making sure that that we're planning ahead for the end of the season and for the FedEx Cup playoffs, where we're going to have even smaller field events with a, a very condensed pool of players available. So, yeah, I do think that the Rainmaker strategy as we, you know, head towards the middle slash second half of the PGA tour season. 
definitely something to just be aware of and, and to be keeping your eye on. And, uh, you know, it, it's also, I said, it's a good time to be making purchases on the marketplace if you're looking to load up for the next couple of weeks, but it's also not a bad idea to, to pick a week or two to take some profits and, and make some sales on the marketplace because, you know, it just, it's just the nature of this game that as the season goes on, the cards do have quote unquote less value each and every week, just because there's always going to be one less tournament that is available to use the cards in, which means that there's, you know, a chunk of the prize pool that is no longer accessible and winnable. Uh, just wanted to, to call that out. And, you know, I think it's something that I'm always considering and, and thinking about. And I'm also thinking about it from the perspective of football coming up and, you know, just like navigating the season, understanding the game within the game that is Rainmakers golf or just Rainmakers in general. But uh, yeah, those are kind of my, my little marketplace uh tips of the week i was gonna say tidbits but i know that that's your word coops uh, i just went with tips instead shout out tambo man tambo put tidbits in my head and i well one episode i said tidbits i think three times in two sentences so uh yeah I, i've got a guy stuck in my head i mean super well said i i think this is just my take so i think you said it best there are weeks you're going to want to be a seller there are weeks you're going to want to be a buyer right now i'm honestly just having a good time and i think that is first and foremost number one if you're not having a good time doing this if you're just trying to make your money back i think there's an opportunity to say hey if a guy hits this price i'm ready to sell i'm ready to recap some of my investment and do so if you're out there having a good time there is so much golf ahead of us literally so much golf ahead of us you described the nine events that John DraftKings added that literally takes us to the end of the calendar. It takes us into December. The hero, I believe, is December third. Uh, so it's the last tournament where we're going to get any uh, any Rainmakers action for the year. And if I look, you know, it, there are still significant prizes. I know it's only one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Yes, I wish we would have a little bit more there for things like the Ryder Cup and other things like that but it's still going to have some money at the top of those prize pools, still going to be golf to play, still going to be fun to be had. But I think it's very important that you're balancing your portfolio, that you're having a good time and that you're making the right decisions for your account. All that I will say is there are definitely events in the future, a lot of events in the future where there is going to be significant money to be had. And one you know set of events that I think is going to be really fun to start targeting is the playoffs and the FedEx cup playoffs, the top 75, uh, the top, yeah, the top 75 will, will get in the, the, the final goes down to the top 30. So the FedEx cup rankings are going to be ones that we're keeping a very keen eye on to see if there's fluctuation in pricing. Uh, and if you can pick somebody up to round out a team or two, there is going to be less con or sorry, less lineups in those contests because the fields are going to be smaller and their deluxe prize pools. So you're going to have bigger prize pools. You're going to have less golfers to choose from. Therefore, you're going to have higher in the money percentages. So there's a lot of golf ahead of us. Um, and yeah, I, I like where things are headed, but you need to balance your own portfolio. You need to make sure you understand the game. 
and also understand that football is coming. There's going to be more and more you know fun to be had in terms of rainmakers contests and skill and gaming, uh, uh, and, and all of that requires dollars. So you need need to make sure you have the right amount of money available to enjoy the product to their full uh, full potential. Uh, last note, I will say that I think the marketplace is a fun thing to keep an eye on. You should remember that when there are pack drops, as we know, anybody that's spent significant time in the space, a pack drop is going to bring more supply, which is ultimately going to impact marketplace pricing. I do expect prices to, to fall a bit on some of the guys, but if someone's down 50%, uh, I'm pretty happy to get you know undercutters out there who might want to get out from underneath somebody uh, and take a look at uh, buying somebody for a long term. You know, someone that came to mind to me this week as I looked at the market page on our site again, otmnft.com. Wyndham Clark, he's down like 48. percent Yeah, he was the third in odds this past week. Yes, he just barely made the cut. Uh, but now people are trying to sell him, and I think Wyndham still has a ton of upside in his game. So uh, can he compete in a field like this? We'll find out. Um, but I think he's someone who consistently has shown that he knows how to score fantasy golf points and fantasy golf points are how you move up the ranking. So I think taking a look at the market, how it's trended across a 24 hour period across a seven day period is important when it comes down to making informed decisions on rounding out your portfolio and, or getting out from underneath specific golfers that aren't adding value to you and your teams. All right. I think we covered it all. Oh, I will say, um, and, and shout out Zake here in the chat, franchise score. Yes, DraftKings continues to take snapshots on a time allotted basis. The next one is the PGA Championship. They give out specific sets of dollars based on franchise score and based on where you are in the leaderboard. So, you know, one thing I, I won't play up as if you're going to earn tons and tons and tons of money back, but you are getting money back on the cars that you're buying and holding in your portfolio uh, as it relates to your position in the leaderboard. So don't just forget about that because I think it's important to take a look at what that snapshot looks like. If you're trying to make a decision on if you want to buy, how that impacts you in terms of uh, the snapshot may impact the buying decision. So keep in mind that that is out there. You can see that over on the DraftKings site. If you navigate to Rainmakers and then Rewards, you'll see the PGA uh, PGA Tour franchise score and all of the breakdown of the different snapshots that they'll be taking. All right, covered a ton. We're almost at the end, but as always, TJ is going to leave us with some Monday wisdom. He's picked a couple of winners thus far. He had Rom this past week. The, uh, Hey, you're a chalk donkey guys. were out for him for blood, but man, if you captained Rom last week, I feel like you, uh, you did pretty well. So the guy really hasn't missed. Can he keep the streak alive? TJ who wins the 2023 Wells Fargo championship? All right, I'm going to go a little less chalk this week. Not not going to go with Rory, but I am going to go with one of my other favorite golfers, Mr. Victor Hovland, taking it down this weekend at Quail Hollow. He's uh he's kind of right in that I would say second tier of odds. So you can get him at at 20 to 1 on DraftKings right now, which I think is actually a pretty pretty decent number for an outright bet. I think anything, you know, longer than 20 is is usually where I'd recommend flying in the outrights just because you get shorter than that. It's a little tougher, but yeah, I think Victor has the 
certainly has the distance for this course, the iron play, and has been uh, rounding out his game these past couple of months. I feel like, you know, for, for, for the past two years or so, he's been one of those guys that is known for really struggling around the greens and really not being able to putt. And those are definitely still his deficiencies, particularly the around the green stuff. But He's he's come a long way there. His putting is aside from, you know, the disaster of the RBC Heritage. He's actually been for the most part gaining strokes putting more recently. So I'm going to go with Victor Hovland as my winner pick. And then I did mention him earlier, but my longer shot pick would be Killa Keith Mitchell at I believe sixty to one. So you got Victor Hovland twenty to one, Killa Keith Mitchell sixty to one. Those are my my winner picks for this week over at Quail Hollow. Absolutely love it. Like I said, the guy has been on an absolute terror giving out advice. So looking to see if we can keep the streak going. I'll give out a bit more information on who I like this week on Wednesday. Also, we'll have an article out tomorrow. I always highlight guys that are top of the odds board, middling odds and long shots. So look for that tomorrow. Keep an eye out for the pack drop. Like I said, noon tomorrow. If you hold the greens pass, rare, elite, and legendary packs available. Um, and I will talk to you all on two on Wednesday. Until then, get your lineups together. Go check out the market information and pricing on our site, otmnft.com slash Rainmakers Pro for all the information that you need to make informed decisions on playing Rainmakers PGA Tour. And I'll talk to you all on Wednesday. With that said, we, my friends, are out of here.